0: Hey, Yasha Gummery, the spiritual homegirl. I am on lunch and I wanted to put my phone on silent before I get started. Oop. There we go. All right, y'all. I'm doing another episode because clearly we know that things hit the fan last night with the slap heard across the world. I want to talk about that. But before we do that, I cannot do my usual or I can't do any episode without my usual note of gratitude. So thank you for listening, boo friend. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to leave me your ears once a week for about an hour or so. But it seems like we're rolling every other day for about 20 minutes on average. And I hella appreciate that. So I want to talk about something that's very, very important to me apparently it's important to y'all too, um but I want to kind of zoom out and this is not a think piece about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock I it's a lot of opinions I don't want to get into that a lot I've said what I wanted to say about that and for those that missed it it's basically that you cannot put things out in the universe and expect people to react the way you want them to I also do not like the fact that people are trying to act like they know how to handle things in someone else's shoes. We don't know people's experience. We don't live it. It's not our place. A lot of us are out of pocket, and that's the problem with our society. We spend so much time looking at others and judging them that we don't really have much time to get to know ourselves and really understand ourselves in our own shoes, but we like to compare and contrast what others should do in theirs. It's shameful. I'm not going to curse this episode. I've been turned up with the profanity, but... One thing about the Will Smith situation is that I had a quick moment where I reflected and realized why I liked Will Smith so much, like, still, so much as a performer and as an entertainer, as a businessman, as a brand. How he built it on a clean platform in terms of how he presents to us, didn't use a lot of profanity unless it was in movies, never cursed on wax as far as I know. As far as I know, he hasn't used any. Um, F words or S words in his raps, as far as I can remember, I could be wrong, but growing up, I definitely don't remember hearing that for the first four albums, four or five albums that he's had, whether solo or with DJ Jazzy Jeff. So to see that, you know, what I'm seeing he built a very, very good, clean brand. That's important. And given that I'm getting older, and um, as I grow and evolve as a woman, my vernacular grows as well. There's certain times where the cursing does come out. There's certain times where it doesn't, and most times it doesn't. Um, these days, so I wanted to put a damper on the profanity of this episode because the last couple of episodes have been a little more spicy than normal, so that was a good thing that I realized in this moment. Another thing I realized um with the reactions, people like to kind of make up their own version of history. um people say, "Oh, when you tell your business, that's what you expect. like I think we have a big problem in our society where we put dollars over like we literally value people based on dollars we value. Whether folks are worthy of respect and empathy and kindness and understanding based on how much money they make. A lot of people have dismissed things because he makes money, so it comes with the territory. Being treated less than should never be acceptable because of a paycheck. Like, we really be out here worshiping celebrities. It's sad. We exalt them over ourselves as if they're not human. And then, God forbid, they show us that they're human just like us. We have so much to say about it. It's exhausting. But I will say... One thing I've realized with the slap heard around the world, with the pandemic, vaccine versus no vaccine, with a lot of the things concerning Trump and Biden, the promises made, promises not kept, lack of resources. um, I realized over the last few years that I really do not share community with as many people as I thought. Offline, I do. Offline, you know, it's a it's a different it's a different scenario, obviously. But online, I realized that me and many people that were probably quote unquote aligned before this pandemic and subsequent events, I realized that we were not really aligned like that. To see people's uh, hands, so to speak, has been a beautiful process. I have seen people that I've known for many years throw hatred. Even though we weren't necessarily in close proximity, but you know we are still cool online. I saw them throw hatred against people for not getting vaxxed, justify people dying because they weren't vaccinated, justified, uh, crack jokes even at people's deaths. If they die, they die. I said, "Wow, we, <laughs> you wildin'. Like I just realized that these are people that I'm not aligned with, and I have no desire to be aligned with them in any type of capacity that requires me getting close. Because I see what happens. I feel like when you talk, you talk about that about a stranger, what makes me any different? What makes you any different? What makes people that you know any different? Because you like them? And that just shows that sometimes we give passes to things based on people that we like. So it's like either we stick with the ideology of the opinion of how we feel. We Because I just feel like you can't sit here and throw hatred towards people that do not get vaccinated but then hold an exception for your mom. Like... It's again. It's like like it doesn't make sense to me. Like if your mom's not vaccinated, but you love her, therefore you can't justify her death. But yet a stranger you could because they weren't vaccinated. I just I'm seeing a lot of that energy, um, pick and choose energy, cherry picking, and it's very very telling. It's a lot of hyper conscious folks that speak black 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 all the time. Black 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 empowerment, pan Africanism, consciousness, blah blah blah. And y'all bringing up Jada in August. Alcina. Which shows to me that it's not protect black women 24-7, like y'all say. It's don't do this on a world stage. Don't do this in front of white folks. Don't do this while other people are watching. Um, It's telling. Don't do this because your perception of what a woman has done in her relationship makes her unqualifiable to be. Or unqualified, I should say, or disqualified to be worthy of protection. The fake consciousness is telling to me. Especially when people forget that the only reason why they even told their business was because August Alstina used it for press to promote his project for months. So you kind of, you know, it's like either you can get a bag and talk about it on your platform after somebody been throwing rocks for months or you can choose to stay silent, even though the world's been talking about them for years. And that's another thing. It's very easy to talk about what you would do when you don't have the entire world talking about you and your family, your parenthood abilities, um your marriage, the stability, security, of such. People were talking about that before they even started sharing. So I think the revisionism regarding how we view people is very, again, very telling, which means as a society, we create narratives based on what we like, what we approve, and who we like, and who we approve. All conditions do not apply to all people. There are people I know right now that are condemning Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock, but still listen to R. Kelly because they can separate the man from the art. The math is not mathing. There's a lot of people that's claiming that they want to go to war, but they're, they're upset about this. There's people centering white women in this discussion and ain't got nothing to do with this. It's a lot of weird. We, we weird as society. We weird. We weird. Collectively, we weird. We're twisting narratives to make it about us. i seen a doctor create. A, and this is another problem I got. Some of y'all took Gary V's advice from 2015 and y'all really messed it up. Now I'm going to say how. People were saying use current events as content, reactionary content. And there's a business in that. And I totally understand. But I've also seen situations, like I said earlier, where I saw a doctor bring up if he had slapped and killed a woman, that would have caused brain bleed. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, what? If you had slapped somebody and they failed, like, what are we, we creating hypotheticals, anecdotal? Like, it's getting weird. It's getting weird. And, and it's like the chatter. Is 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 getting it's getting weird. The way we pull things out of thin air and the way that we think that it's it's actually valid, we think it's credible. We got folks psychoanalyzing Will Smith like a case study without having a single word spoken in. It's very odd when we do that because when we try to psychoanalyze psychoanalyze people, and I've seen therapists do this, and as a therapist, that's out of pocket. I know people don't like. People talking about mental health professionals, but we get it wrong too. There are plenty of people with PhDs, um, secondary degrees, MSWs, um, LMFTs, licensures. Like there's a lot of people that have credentials that still be putting their foot in their mouth, which means credentials don't always mean perfection. And this is somebody who is in the space as well. And I've seen a lot of therapists use this moment to create content, to psychoanalyze. a man, they never met. When have we ever talked about clients based on case study type material that wasn't in like a a educational setting, like that's awkward to me, like write a paper about it for, for like anecdotal stuff. I get it. But to actually create a platform and establish credibility by using a, a situation where a person chooses to show us what they show us, which is manufactured to a degree because there's an image involved. To try to psychoanalyze that with the credibility of of, of a, a professional not having all the details and in the information, that's out of pocket to me. The same way I would look at that's no different than the person on Twitter psychoanalyzing somebody thinking they know what's going on, and they that's just weird to me. I would never try to psychoanalyze somebody, and, and maybe because I've been falsely and I've been incorrectly psychoanalyzed based on what I have chosen uh, chose to shoot show social media, it's just like weird. Like we. We weird. We weird. We like to talk about the people and not the societal state that we're in that kind of causes these types of things. It's very weird. Um, It's weird. And like I said, and like I've been saying for the past 10 years, and like I've been saying on mic for the past almost six years, we are all connected, but we are not compatible. And the more these current events start to show themselves, even with this impending WW3 on the way, even with the impending uh, crumbling of our, our country, as we see a lot of things which just is too much happening at once, not enough resources. people are suffering in this country. So seeing people's reactions and responses to these life-changing, life-threatening situations um, collectively, because some people are going to be fine. you know Some people have their money together, some people have the resources. Some people have the privilege. it is what it is. But to see how folks have been reacting. We are all not compatible. We're connected because we all have the common experience of having to live on this earth and navigate it as best we can. But in terms of the compatibility, absolutely not. We're not compatible. And I hope that y'all are, everybody says, how do you find your tribe? How do you find your tribe? Times like this is where you find your tribe. Times of desperation. Times of things where stuff is hitting the fan day in and day out. When times are rough and times are hard, that is when you find your tribe. Because the last thing I would hate to see, yeah, I know I'm going to probably get some flack for this, people say, oh, true colors, you know, people react. I look at it like this. When people are angry, it can be true colors. But I'm more, I'm more concerned with the root of where that reaction comes from, right? So if a person reacts to me and it's unfavorable and it might have more to do with them than me, I'll forgive them. But that just showed me that they don't know how to control and regulate their emotional responses with how they treat me. So to me, they're a little bit of a danger. And for that, I'm only going to deal with them at a particular distance because they've shown me, not me doing something to them. They've shown me how they reacted in situations that may not involve me. And I'm thinking that I'm seeing how people... um are reacting to these same situations and they're being treated in that same regard but they're still saying how do I find my tribe sit still and look sit still and listen your tribe is telling you who they is and who they ain't they might have been your tribe up until the certain point they might have been your tribe to the pandemic they might have been your tribe up until a year ago they might have been your tribe up until last night listen just pay attention it's a hard pill to swallow when people you think you are all right with, or you that you might share some some commonalities with, that you don't, and that's okay. Sometimes people are meant to be around, whether online or offline, for a season. For me, I don't really get too attached to online attachments. I don't know them, especially if I ain't met them. And the reason why is because I don't know how I don't know I don't know your energy in person. I know it online, but it could show up a little differently in person. It's different when you're able to look someone in the eye and speak to them and get their tonal inflections. Now, not to say that I just disregard all online connections. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that if the if the detachment happens, it doesn't hurt like that. Because like, I don't know, like it's, I don't know. I just, it's just something that I just, honestly... A lot of, my, detachments are kind of or my attachments have been like that on and offline. Once I realize we're not in community, then that's a blessing. So maybe I look at it differently. I didn't always look at it that way. But I'm sharing this because maybe somebody is struggling with that. And maybe it can help them get some kind of clarity. But um, yeah, just pay attention to what's going on. Find your tribe. Adjust your tribe see who you're really aligned with you don't have to agree with things 100 percent, but at some point there has to be some type of boundaries or deal breakers for me picking and choosing when to protect black women that's a deal breaker for me we will only share community for so long we will only be so close to each other i can only trust you so far because as a woman as a black woman to see you pick and choose when to defend her um especially on a stage that's involving white folks Um, That just kind of lets me know where your priorities lie. It's about the white gays and their approval and looking a certain way versus it being about protection. Am I saying that slapping and violence is always the answer? No, but um, it is very interesting that I'm hearing so many opinions after I did that financial abuse post on Thursday or Friday. And I haven't seen I only saw maybe two men comment to defend some of the women in my comments they are talking about their stories. So I've been seeing the cherry picking um, before last night. So um, that was also another good reality check that I saw. There was a person literally terrorizing multiple women in them comments, questioning their stories and didn't nobody. But one person defend, um, defend one man, excuse me, defend her. Uh, these women in the comments, which means that either men feel like it's, it's not their business. They don't want to get involved for whatever reason. Or they may feel like they don't want to get involved because it's justified. So it's very, very interesting. The picking and choosing. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but I will say that it has, like I said, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing to see it. I hope you all see the blessing in your um, unaligned connections. And I hope you do see the blessings in the people that you are aligned with. And I hope that you take those people that you are aligned with um, and cherish them for who they are as Um, sharing community with people that see things the way you do to where the disagreements don't affect your existence or don't pose a threat to your existence is a beautiful thing. And I really want people to love, honor, cherish, and, um, and respect and exalt that because apparently we don't have much of that, (laughs) So with that being said, y'all, don't forget to text the word podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T to 81493 to join the text list. Again, text the word podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast to the word, or the numbers, the number 8143, okay? It has been a very, very interesting world that we're living in lately. Lots of opinions, night enough action, but I get it. Talking is much easier because that requires um let's work to do is kind of putting effort into things and sometimes certain efforts kind of put you at risk talking is one thing doing is another so i understand that one is easier than the other so you know it is what it is but with that being said i'm going to enjoy the rest of this rainy uh california day and um i will catch you all later this has been another episode of the spiritual homegirl podcast my name is maria the spiritual homegirl the one the only the original the og Um, and remember, trust the journey, trust yourself. And sometimes, um, people will show you if they're tribe or not pay attention to that. Don't ignore it. Love y'all. Peace.